0: The doctor is in.
1: All right, we're doubling down on some advanced medicine. And I say that because I know it's not Veterans Day, but our first story is about military veterans. Uh, Obviously, a lot of folks are talking about uh, terroristic issues, but uh, the terroristic issue that they don't talk about are the vaccines, the vaccine terrorism on not only babies, kids, children, adolescents, and young adults, but also our elders and our veterans who have retired after serving in the military, as the immune system of this country, and now we got word that the U.S. Senate has passed uh, some form of legislation that would mandate vaccine compliance for military veterans. Doctor
0: Batar, you got to be excited about that. Well, you know, it's it's amazing that we first put these people into a bad situation in putting them into a combat situation, not with uh, adequate weaponry and not with adequate protection, and then we further make them susceptible by giving them all these vaccines, and then when they come back, we don't treat them adequately. And the most appalling thing to me now, Robert, is that we're relying on the public sector to donate money to take care of the one population that has sacrificed more than any other population, and that is the soldiers. And instead of rewarding them, repaying them, um, and and helping them in any way we can, we basically, the government basically deserts them. And now the public that's already paying taxes has to now put more money out to help the veterans. So, you know, th- that is the probably, as far as I'm concerned, the most not only uh, underserviced but disserviced population, subsegment segment in our society, the, the soldier.
1: Well, they're practically discarded. And, and think about yeah. what you know about what the VA is allowed to offer. Again, we're not indicting every doctor in the VA, but my goodness, if if you know the limitations of what they can even offer, how much of those methods and
0: medicines are even what the veterans need? Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. It's actually interesting. I had a meeting yesterday on Sunday with a soldier who is now the director of a nonprofit organization, himself was on 30 different medications, had all sorts of vaccines, had served uh, in Iraq multiple tours, and he's now on no medication, and he's gone through a, a pretty interesting protocol. They actually are, you know, we're, getting, we're getting soldiers coming through, in fact, um, we've got eight soldiers with closed head injuries, uh, traumatic brain injuries that we're treating right now, That, that this week, in fact. Um, they 're starting, and um, it 's very interesting that they 've gotten some foothold in congress they 've raised uh, in excess of forty million nonprofit you know through the public sector uh-huh. um, and they're, and they 're doing good work but here 's the amazing thing they 've shown improvement in the vast majority like eighty five percent now they don 't know anything about heavy metals they don 't know anything about vaccine injuries they're they 're you know getting very excited because of what we're doing and they've done certain types of treatments like hyperbarics and, and there's a couple of treatments that they've done that are that are um effective but not in everybody especially if you've got a oxidative injury type situation going on they've done some uh stuff with people with uh amputations that are now unable to walk but creating these mobile vehicles so they can go hunting and fishing you know just to to give them a quality of life type thing so it, they, they're oriented in the right direction but when I was talking to them, I was amazed how much money they had raised from the public sector. But guess who the biggest opposition is to make this congressionally pass so that all soldiers get these benefits? Guess who the biggest opponent to this nonprofit who has shown success clinically in improving the condition and, and – um, Uh, Functionality of these soldiers with traumatic brain injuries that have come back. Guess what the biggest opponent is? Are we talking?
1: Are we talking, Doctor? Are an individual or uh, a group, a corporation? What are we talking about in opposition?
0: Just any, all of those, all of the above. All of the above. Yeah. Which? Who would you think would be the greatest opponent of a group that has shown initiative? Nonprofit taking money from the public sector, raise money themselves, proven clinically that there's benefit. Uh-huh. Who would you think? Let, let me make it easier. Who would you think would be the most vested in getting this out to all the soldiers?
1: Well, I think the Department of Veterans Affairs.
0: Exactly, and guess who their biggest opponent is? VA.
1: The VA opposes the successful treatments outside of their purview. I guess, huh? They're worried the, about losing budget instead of embracing uh,
0: this. More than likely, that's what the motivation is. It usually comes down to money. But basically, they are the biggest opposition because they don't want this funded. And more than likely, it's because they don't want to fund it because it's going to be cut out of their budget or it'll be diverting some of their budget. But that's, that's how sick our society is uh, when it comes to those that are in charge of making uh, these, these types of critical decisions. And you've got a group here, I mean, you've got the U.S. Congress that, that has now had... Uh, Hearings, and this group has shown the proof. They've shown the improvement in functionality. They're doing it on their own, and they're not asking. All they're asking is, hey, part of the budget from the VA should be shifted here. We're doing it privately, but here's a protocol that works. It should be be used because it's already been shown to work. Nope, they're fighting it. It's a turf war,
1: and, of course, the turf that is being tread upon is the soldier. Is the veteran right. they're just stepping all over them. not just not just a soldier robert mm-hmm. an injured soldier who's right. already
0: sacrificed
1: listen it's disgusting to say the least but we see that the growing uh bureaucratic oligarchy of which the va is part of it uh it becomes a cancer uh, and it really only wants to do is devour 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 anything that would divert I- its food supply it looks to engulf and devour or destroy as well and, uh, you know, the humanity is lost in these in these organizations, these bureaucracies, because there's no accountability, as you say. And if you think that even there are good people in the VA, and certainly there are, they're trapped in a system that they have no, I, I don't believe they have the power to, to make the shift or change unless they left and went to the private sector. But then, of course, the money isn't flowing there. They're fighting actively against it.
0: Yeah, It's just like the situation where, you know, Dr. Hooker helped with uh, uh, Dr. William Thompson, the cdc whistleblower there's good people in all organizations it's just that they are attacked by their peer group if they step outside and and do the right thing so you're absolutely right i'm sure there were good people in the va i've, I've met some good people in the va but that doesn't mean that the constituents of the va are the same as those that pull the strings of the va or mm-hmm. you know the, the the leadership that is either one motivated by the right um energy and, and and spiritually aligned mm-hmm. or whether they have some other agenda that is at the very least suspect and um otherwise you know just blatantly obvious.
1: Well and we come to this Senate bill that they passed and I don't know that it's been gone through Congress on the other side or the or the President hasn't signed it yet but basically a mandatory vaccination bill for veterans. They come back, like I said, we talk about this, and suddenly now they're going to be, what what will happen? Will they lose their benefits if they don't get a chicken pox vaccine every year, if they don't get a flu shot every year? I mean, this is where this is going?
0: Yeah, I think that it's going to take mass protests. And uh, I wasn't there at the CDC rally, um, but I heard it was, some pretty amazing things in fact you read to me i think it was off the air when you read it to me about what uh Robert R- F. Kennedy.
1: rfk jr said yeah i just called them out and of course they're ignoring it all together because they've got no other option to just try and pretend it doesn't exist
0: yeah i, I i'm hoping that somebody got that on video
1: <laughs> oh yeah no it exists i haven't seen it yet either but that's something we're going to keep following on but uh, you know look at this desperation to get everybody in the net because Listen. Who pays? Is it the U.S. taxpayer? I guess somewhat di- indirectly. But you know, when they add a dollar or ten dollars, whatever it is, they add to each vaccine that's given, so that the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program is funded to pay out the billions that it has, even though it probably should pay out trillions based on the real number of people who are injured. And now they're going after the veterans who suddenly will find themselves if they refuse a, a, a chicken pox shot, a shingle shot, whatever becomes mandated that they'll, what, likely lose their ability to go in to get whatever health care, even if we don't believe it's the right kind, but they'll, they'll shut them down from that, too.
0: If people understand what the real agenda is and what the real plot is, I think um, things would change pretty dramatically, and I think right now it's just that most people are apathetic. And this is just the tip of the iceberg, only the stuff that's surfacing. We don't see all the things underneath, and um it's it 's all coming to an head. I can see why some of the extremists on whichever side you talk about you know the end of the world or the as they call them or the <laughs> you know I can see why they would say that because it 's so uh, it 's building up to such a crescendo it 's almost cataclysmic and so it's, it's, um, I can understand why they feel that uh, the coming well, of Christ or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, well,
1: it, the violations of, uh, are so egregious at this point yeah, that you, you begin right. to come to that, uh, you know, you do the math and you go, all right. What else could it be? And, of course, right. whatever paradigm you see the world, whatever glasses you wear to see the world through, is going to be the thing that you'll start referencing these things, and uh you become increasingly desperate, especially if you you take power away from people or you suppress them long enough or you occupy their house, you sit in their kitchen, they don't want you there. There's going exactly. to be some level of blowback that seemingly our, uh let's say, governments around the world, many of them, not just the United States, but many of them, just don't get the concept of cause and effect, of right. karma. Right.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's exactly right. And here's the thing: for people that are listening to this and thinking that you know, are we, are we We're not doomsayers at all. Um, I would like for people to remember that before anybody gets healthy, just I want you to think of, I want you to think of a hot summer. Um, I don't know how it is down in Florida, but probably the same type of thing, Robert, uh, in Charlotte here. Mm-hmm. Just imagine in the middle of the summer, you, you know, you walk out of your house and the sky has that grayish. Um, um like, like blunted color. Uh, the, the grass is kind of brown, uh, It's just hot, it's muggy. And then it rains. and the next day, The sky is a crystal blue, and and the grass is beautiful, green, and lush, and it's just so gorgeous. And you know, you're like, how beautiful is the day today? But what happened between that brown grass and the dusky and and the gray sky, and then the sky becoming blue and the grass becoming green? Let's find out about that storm
1: after this break. We're doing advanced medicine as we do each and every week here with Dr. Raja Bidhar on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Check it out at robertscottbell.com and medicalrewind.com if you miss the show. Back after this. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: Radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. So the storm
1: came and the grass got green again. But what was your point about the storm? Is it the storm that people dread, the storm that people embrace? I mean, I guess everybody looks at a storm differently, but ultimately the
0: rainstorms do bring life, do they not? Absolutely. It's the cleansing. It's the it's the Herxheimer's response that we feel when we start going through that detoxification reaction. That storm is a detoxification. It's a cleansing. It's a washing away of the old and allowing the new to come in. And some people do embrace it, and some people are, are, are scared of it. But the point is that you cannot have the new without the shedding of the old. And if the shedding of the old occurs, whether it's harsh or not, hmm. it should always be embraced because that's where the new growth starts. The intestinal lining sloughs off before the new one happens. In the cycle of all female, you know, for all species, mm-hmm. the female sheds off the endometrial lining once a month or whatever the cycle is of whatever animals. But in humans, you know, once a month, a woman has her menstrual cycle. That's shedding up the old, the new's coming in. We shed our skin every day, constantly We're shedding our old skin and the new skin's coming in. Make ways so, for new, yeah. Exactly. And so that's what's going on here. And so no matter what that the negatives that we see in front of us we must also understand that in order for the new to come in, the old must leave but the and
1: dr bittar the consciousness of those in charge let's just go back to that i won't even talk politically now let's talk medically allopathically Talk about, what do they call these iconoclast uh, uh, category of drugs? I can't remember the name, like Boniva uh, for for osteoporosis, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what they do is they evidently break down, they stop. They stop or slow the breakdown of old bone tissue. And what happens is there's abnormal tissue development after that that they neglect to to tell you about, perhaps even though it's listed as a side effect, because they say, hey, we want to keep your bones strong, so let's just stop the breakdown. Negating completely what you just said, that in order for new bone tissue to develop, we have to allow the normal breakdown of old tissue so the replacement
0: healthy tissue can arrive. Well, you can actually extend that to all pharmaceuticals. As a general rule, a pharmaceutical is designed to block, inhibit, stop a reaction. And as you know, we've talked about this, and in my book I talk about the number of reactions in the body. And to just remind people, for those that don't know there are over a hundred thousand reactions per second per cell going on in our bodies, and then how many cells do we have? Well, you can read the book and see the number the exact numbers in there or, or you know rounded plus or minus a couple of uh, i don 't even know what the number would be it's way more than you know it's like lots of zeros twenty seven yeah twenty seven <laughs> zeros at the end but yeah. the point is this un you can't even count the number of Reactions that are going on in the body at any given instant, and these pharmaceuticals, like you talked about this one particular drug, but all Mm -hmm. pharmaceuticals, as a general rule, the vast majority—I mean, ninety-nine percent plus—are designed to inhibit, block, stop these reactions from occurring. Whereas, a supplement or a mineral, those are usually the opposite. They are actually trying to enhance a reaction from continue to, to continue. Right. And whenever doctors use a natural supplement in lieu of a drug for the same type of effect, to me, that's the same insanity. I don't care whether it's a natural substance or it's a pharmaceutical. If you're using something to block a reaction, that is not sound physiology. Now, if there were drugs that enhanced reactions, I would be actually for it. So this goes back to when, remember that, that nurse practitioner we had online that came on uh, a couple of months ago and she started by saying, you know, how I was one of the greatest healers or something. You remember that? And I kind of stopped her and I said, wait a second, what is so natural? I appreciate right. the accolade, but what is so natural about taking a metal needle yeah. and sticking into the arm of a human being yeah. and then giving them a synthetic amino acid like dimocaptor propanosulfonate or ethylenediamine tetracidic acid? There's, there's nothing natural about it because we are now in a situation where we have extraordinary amounts of toxicity, extraordinary amount of things happening to the body, and that calls for extraordinary means. Yeah. How, if you want to say that my goal is to reestablish natural balance, yes, I would go with that, but there's nothing natural with what we're doing. And here's the thing. If you have a synthetic item, like EDTA, for example, right, or uh, Dymocaptic sulfonate or any of these synthetics, I'm, I'm all for it. Why? It's because I'm using that that's inert. Goes into the body and does something to enhance the body from moving forward. It binds to the metals and it pulls it out. It chelates the metals out, allowing now the body to start working again because it's pulling out all the stuff that's blocking the metabolic cascade from continuing. So if you look at most drugs, look at them calcium channel blockers, beta blockers, ACE inhibitors, every one of these drugs, and you, you can go across the board, all drugs as a general rule, are designed to block something from happening. PPI, So you, are, yeah. you know, the anti-diarrheal drugs, you know, all diarrhea drugs, they don't work on elimination. They yeah. work on stagnation, stopping the bowel contraction, stopping the movement. All so, right, well, we got
1: to stop the discussion momentarily. we got to take a break here. Dr. Batar is on fire. We're going to give him some water, not a drug, but water. Put it out. But that's good. That will help hydrate him <laughs> as we go. He's doing it up here on Advanced Medicine. We'll tell you how to get more information after this.
0: Robert Scott Robert. Bell Show. Show. Ah! Rock in the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show
1: your new listener to the robert scott bell show every monday we do advanced medicine with dr rasha bittar and it is fantastic uh, a lot of this of course uh, inspired by uh, the nine steps to keep the doctor away that's dr bittar's international best-selling book it's linked up in the show notes as well at robertscottbell.com. you can hear us around the world uh, right here on gcn where you first hear it aired and archive there and itunes and stitcher and tune in and epic times and uh, of course, uh, UK Health Radio across the uh, pond, the Atlantic Ocean, we call that. And now on the new TalkNetwork.com as well. But Medical Rewind's the easiest place to get Dr. Bittar's uh, segments that we've done together with hundreds of hours now available for free to get you up to speed. Now, you were talking about the drugs. You were just moving. I just got out of the way, and you did need to drink some water, didn't you? You, ha- you had to hydrate.
0: <laughs> I did.
1: Yeah. But you are talking about blocking, inhibiting, stopping processes. And I, I was mentioning the... Uh, Uh, Boniva and Fosamax, because the whole idea of of, uh, stopping this osteoporotic scenario on modern medicine side, if you will, the allopathic thought form is, hey, let's just stop the breakdown, the bone breakdown. But they are completely ignorant. Or if they're not, then they're just arrogant. They don't give a flip. It's about something else uh, of the the consequences, if you will. What happens when you stop a process of the body to other parts of the body or the directly the body part that you're working on?
0: What happens is, I mean, it's a logical, I'm sure that's probably a rhetorical question, but it's a logical (laughs) thought process that if you stop something, it's not going to go forward. And if you're not going forward, by definition, you're going backwards. If you're not living, you're dying. If you're not growing, you're decaying. So where growth stops, decay sets in. And that's the whole thing that has been escaped. When you said that they don't give a flip Mm -hmm. or they're ignorant, I think it's probably a combination of both because the key is it comes back all to a hundred and some years ago. Uh, on the flexion report and, and what happened to the educational system uh, for for physicians in the United States and then it infiltrated the entire global medical community. So now America has got the supposed highest standard yet we're like number 35 in in healthcare, but it's it's infiltrated on every level this concept of stopping reactions, because everything is a revolving around pharmaceuticals that are designed to stop, and nobody recognizes, or very few people are recognizing and remembering that the actual essence of healing is understanding physiology, which is how the body works. And this is where the works of some of the, um, like Guyton, who did the Guyton's textbook of physiology, those those texts are... Used in the first year of medical school and then ignored afterwards, <laughs> and yet to me they're like the, the yeah. most important aspect of medicine. In fact, you know, um, Lipton, Bruce Lipton, and yes. his work. Um, I remember the first time I heard his work, and I was I was driving the car. Um, actually, our friend mutual friend Alden had uh, sent me one of the segments to listen to. Right, because he was doing the videos. Then the ones that you did, you know, narration for 12 or 15 years ago. Actually, yeah, 2001, so 14 years ago. And uh, it was interesting because I'm driving in the car and I'm listening to this and I start laughing. And I don't remember, somebody was with me in the car and I said, what are you laughing at? And I said, I just realized why we're getting the clinical results. I was kind of like a monkey, Uh you know, doing something, not realizing what I was doing. I just knew that I was getting results. But Lipton actually explained why I was getting those results because he was talking about how the expression... Of the genetic code is based upon the environmental trigger. And the reason I was getting such good success in medicine was because I was changing the environmental trigger yes. by detoxifying the person. And by detoxifying the person, the trigger no longer, the environmental trigger that was causing the problem no longer existed. And it allowed for the body to re establish a norm and start to continue to heal because the body's own innate mechanism to heal is self contained. So it's, it's amazing. All you got to do is get the hell out of the way, yeah. because if you can get out of the way, then things can start happening the, right, the, the, the way that they're meant to be. The physiology can take over. And that's the reason the principles in my practice, my entire philosophy can be summarized in one word, which is detoxification, because all I'm trying to do is get us out of the way.
1: Yes, exactly. I, I remember Bruce Lipton as well talking about uh, the, the ruling class are like operating from a reptilian brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just that's consume right. everything in your way, no consequence. And of course, that didn't last forever either. And, and, then, and when we go into the geopolitical realm, because we always like to take our healing principles and apply them everywhere as opposed to be isolationist in our uh, principled view of the world, that's what, you know, what happens. Say, well, that works, that sounds good over there, but not here. But no, no, these principles work everywhere. And so the concept of shutting down or suppressing, as you said, the environment—you you damage and weaken the environment, and you weaken what grows there. You change and alter what grows there. And in the same way, we talk about uh, the the not the vaccine terrorism at this moment, but other forms of terrorism. You say, you know, what brings gives rise to it? And of course, it's it's you know, it's like preschool discussion on the on the uh, government level about it, because like Ron Paul warned us, it's like you, you know, you occupy somebody else's land. They're going to resent it, and they're going to, you know, we're going to call them terrorists. It's just like, come on, grow up and be able to discuss this. Even Vladimir Putin, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a Russian, but I can, ex- I can respect someone who's calling all the world leaders to the carpet and say, let's be adults here. Let's talk about how this happened, and maybe we can make a change for the better, as opposed to just dropping bombs everywhere.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. If you sit down and you look at the perspective of other, the other side uh then there's an understanding if you do it with an open mind rather than how most people do it and the reason most people do it the way they do it is because the leaders are pushing, you know, they use key words like are you patriotic? Are you mm-hmm. I mean I, I'm very, very aware and privy to this because when I was young and a soldier, there were certain things that we were told and we did certain things in the name of God and country that you know, if you were actually thinking from a conscious mind and you weren't thinking from a you know, like the coaches get somebody riled up right before a game um... you know you start looking at it from a balanced perspective, you start realizing, wait a second, what we're doing is wrong. It's it's almost like getting two dogs in two corners and getting them agitated so they can fight with each other, or cockfighting, or, cock fighting, or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. You know, when they put the roosters into those, those fighting roosters, they, they're agitating people you, to yes, get into conflicts. To the animal brain, right? Yeah, exactly. To the reptilian brain,
1: exactly. Yeah, we, and, and listen, we understand how we can do that, even medically, by promoting hypoglycemia, for instance. If you don't give the, the nutrients and sugars needed for the higher functions of the brain, then you go into animal brain mode. If you've ever been so hungry, you're out of your mind, you know, you'll rip somebody's head off. You're just so agitated and ready to eat. So these are things that we know how to manipulate and control those things. And we, we are being manipulated. I say we, the collective we, but you understand we, we, we. <laughs> it, what I'm saying is that I'm looking at the global stage of events. I'm looking at the, the events even, you know, from, from state to state, city to city. Oftentimes, the Hegelian dialectic is played out by pitting, you know, one dog against another, one exactly. rooster against another, and rather than appealing to the rational brain in a healthy individual that has some love and some gratitude and all the basic things that we can maybe say, well, we'll learn about that spiritually
0: once a week and then not apply it... The rest of the week and this is the yeah, way that's, we're, that's a we're very all common thing you, you see how convenient that is yeah the, the once a week spirituality you know whether mm-hmm. you, you go which no matter no matter what um what faith you look at you know it's that one once a week you go and you kind of repent or whatever you want to call it there or, or give some homage not on a daily basis and it's that's that's another way i think that the system was designed to um Detract people from maintaining that connectivity to the to the higher soul energy, you know, universal consciousness, uh, God, creator, whatever you want to call it. Yeah,
1: you're talking uh, about connect, staying connected to the source of all sources, whatever you call it. And, and you know, so much of, of uh, you know, you, you talked about the spiritual toxicities and the nine steps to keep the doctor away as well, that that is as critical as anything because no matter how much good work you do on a physical basis, even an emotional, because we can see some distinction between emotionality and spirituality, uh, that if there's not, for instance, that, uh, uh, that deep connection and deep purpose, that will to live we've also talked about, that all the good works you can do on every other level can be for naught. Yep, you're
0: absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And so we have to make sure that we maintain uh, exercise. It's like any other muscle. The more you exercise it, the more uh, you start to benefit from it, the more you appreciate it, the more... Uh, value it takes on, and and the more you realize how the importance of it. So it's in order to maintain that balance, it is important to remember that. And you're this is right. why
1: you're way healthier than I am because you don't have to read the news ever. <laughs>
0: you know it, that kind of stuff
1: can bring people down. It can depress you. It can get you caught up and trapped in, in a trap.
0: Really, you, you know. I mean, you just made this comment. I mean, I don't know that I'm healthier than you. you. You're you're a lot more conscientious about maintaining your diet. I'm I'm a little bit looser on that. But you Slacker. know that the only news. I've said this many times. I'm, I only get my news. For, whenever i'm on the show show. i know which is
1: healthy it's like that's the that's another irony here because you know we're doing a show uh, two hours a day six days a week you go come in for a very special hour each week which i cherish and we have a great time elevating that discussion bringing the healing principles into it and you know many people they pay attention to the news even though they're halfway here with us too and can, they can be brought down and suddenly they're they're trapped again. So it's like a habit. How do we fill in the old for those old enough to know, fill in the old record grooves and make new paths that are more positive and beneficial as opposed to those that are easily manipulated into a state of depression and anger and all of these other things.
0: Yeah, you're you're right, Robert. And I've had patients actually tell me um, people that may not have even heard the radio show before, and I'm amazed at how many people don't even know we do this radio show in my own practice. That that's, amazes me. I, can't, I I know how far of a reach we have, and yet it amazes me when people find out. Uh, in our own backyard, uh, I know. In our own backyard, yeah. yeah I mean, people yeah. that are in my office come in, they had no idea. I just had somebody about a month and a half ago that had no idea that we did a radio show. <laughs> um, and uh, actually, this patient's been a patient of mine for almost two years, and it was just a regular follow-up. They're doing great. They had mercury issues, and they're doing great and said something about the radio show and they said, No, I didn't I didn't I never uh, I didn't even know you did a radio show and I said, Yeah, every Monday I've been doing it for like five years and they had no idea mm-hmm. and um I, I made the comment. I said, Yeah, well actually, you know, Robert brings up uh, I told him, you know, about about you being my co host. They didn't know who you were, which I found amazing. I was like, well, you don't know who Robert is and and then they said uh then they said uh I made a comment where well, Robert, you know, talks about the nine steps all the time. And he goes, uh, the patient says, what nine steps? And I said, oh, no. you know, I said, he said, I said, the nine steps, you know, and he goes, oh, the, the nine steps of the video. I said, yes. The, the, and he said, oh, no, he goes, the nine steps to Optum Health, the video. And I said, yes, but, you know, the book. And he goes, which book? <laughs> and I said, my book. And he goes, your book? And I said, yes. And he goes, you wrote a book, Dr. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Are you freaking kidding me? How did you get like, in here? <laughs> I mean, he literally. I mean, he's been a patient for almost almost two years. Wow! He, uh, and he he's watched a nine step video and, and many hmm. times. And he's, he follows his principles. He's he's actually uh, brought other family members in. Uh, one of his coworkers, actually one of his employees. And but he had no idea that, that that I wrote a book, you know, five years ago. I didn't know we did the radio show. And still, you know, very very. Um, Methodical, conscientious patient who's been doing all the right things. And he's following the nine steps, but he had no idea there was a book. He was like, when I showed it to him, he was like, Well, I saw that up there. He goes, I, I never bothered looking at it because I just figured it was somebody, somebody's book that had been written that you were recommending. And he said, I only listen to you. I don't listen to anybody else. He was so excited. I, I autographed a copy of the book and just handed it to him. He was like ecstatic. You would have thought that it was like Christmas early or something. So Yeah,
1: you know, you should have
0: made him buy 100
1: just for not paying attention.
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know what, though? He, he was doing the right thing. I mean, he was so focused.
1: Oh, it's classic, classic. Let's take a break. We're going to come back and wrap it up with Dr. Batar. Great stories to tell on healing. A little bit more about the veterans being mandated to, to, to get vaccinated as well. I want you to keep up to that so we can stop that in its tracks after this.
0: Live around the world, the Robert Scott Bell Show. Scott Bell Show. We have classic stories
1: of folks that are right in front of your face, They're, you're in front of theirs, and, and they don't see certain things. At the same time, you mentioned this guy was so focused and doing the right thing, it almost didn't matter, but then again, if we're also out here to help other folks, we've got to kind of widen our net just a little bit when we're ready.
0: Well, you're right, Robert, and the thing is, he was actually doing that exactly. He was telling other people, and he was following the nine steps, but he was doing all the right things, but he was very focused, and one of the things that I asked him, because to me it was like, I think you need more treatments, man, because you're, you know, you're, you're like too, it's either your memory or something, because there's no way you could have missed it, and you know what he said to me, it was really, um, it really felt good to hear him say that, he said, I remember you telling me when I first became a patient that, don't listen to anybody, including me. And I say this to patients. I said, yeah. don't just because I say it doesn't mean anything. Don't listen to anybody. just don't listen to the internet. Don't listen to uh, you know your minister or your priest or your rabbi or your mavi or your imam or your you know your. Don't listen to anybody. Don't listen to your doctors. Don't listen to your. Why do I say that? Because I want people to understand. God gave you each a brain. Take the information. But don't accept it as gospel truth, because the government says it, it's not true. Because I say it, it's not true. It has to appeal to your own intellect. Do get get a balanced perspective. We just talked about that early in the last segment about getting a balanced perspective, right? Get the balanced perspective, and if it resonates with you, then follow it. And he told me, this patient said to me, he said, when you said that to me, it made so much sense that I have now blocked out certain things. So from the periphery I may notice it and he said, I saw this book sitting there. I never even bothered looking at the book. I didn't look (laughs) at the name. I didn't look at the title. Anything. He said, but I was I'm I have really started to rely on my own brain and I've been resorting to information that I'm able to process and he said you know, this is a compliment to me, I guess where he said that I, I listened to what you said during our office visits and I listened to the, um, the videos, those the the know your options videos and he said pretty much after that they have helped me get to this point and I don't feel like I need anything else so I haven't really looked and so mm-hmm. I've been really focused on that and, and listening to myself, listening to my own body. That's and that's surely what the message of the book is about anyway.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. And and they took your your message to heart and went to the other end.
0: And yeah, and forgot that the book was written. So. Yeah, that's hey, you know what the the, the best part was though, that I was able to accomplish what yeah. I was hoping to accomplish without anybody even reading the book. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll do well for book sales. <laughs> no, no, read the book, get the book. Anyway, linked up here.
1: I, I want to wrap up here with you because we started talking about the Senate bill that passed recently. It's Senate Bill twelve oh three. And it passed uh, in November 10th, not not long ago. And then it's going to go to the House of Representatives and then up to the president's desk if it passes as written. And the big concern I have, and and we all should be concerned for our veterans, uh, is one particular uh, paragraph clause that goes into the mandatory vaccines. Aspect uh, Subsection C-1, not later than two years after the date of the enactment of this act, the Secretary of Veterans Affairs shall submit to the Committee on Veterans Affairs of the Senate and the Committee on Veterans Affairs of the House of Representatives a report on the development and implementation of the Department of Veteran Affairs of quality measures and metrics, including targets for compliance to ensure that veterans receiving medical services under chapter 17 of title 38 united states code receive each immunization on the recommendation on recommended adult immunization schedule at the time such immunization is indicated on that schedule. So I'm not making this up. I read it verbatim even though immunizations are not immunizations. We can get into that another time. But that right there tells you their plan is to make it mandatory and if they don't accept them, they'll just withhold benefits.
0: You know, the the most interesting exciting and disturbing all at the same time component of this is that they are going they're barking up a tree that is not a very safe tree for them meaning when i'm saying them i mean the system mm-hmm. the reason that the united states is considered the freest country on the planet is because we have more civilians armed than any other nation and that's one yeah. reason we have always been the the at the forefront of freedom and this reminds me of somebody from the U.K. that I talked to about two years ago, and he said, I hope you people in the United States remember that if you guys give up your weapons, the, the close, world is man. over for the rest of yeah. us. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So there are people on the other side of the world that know this and recognize this and understand this. I'm bringing that up because the largest segment of the population that is armed, I, I'm, I'm pulling this now this his conjecture on my part, but I'm pretty sure... Real quick, can, yeah. we're up against the break. I believe that it's going to be the veterans. And if you look at movies like Jarhead done 10 years ago, 8 years ago, 7 years ago, even in those movies, people were saying no vaccines. They were throwing out their drugs. They were yeah. spitting the stuff out, refusing it. Yeah. So I think that to mandate this. There are going to be too many people that are going to say no. Refuse yeah, it. You're
1: right. Well, they'll keep pushing until they can't, and then it'll be too late. But for now, we're late. we got to go. The power to heal is still yours. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Scott Bill Show.